This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah al-qa'il, wa'awfu bil-ahd, inna al-ahd kana mas'ula. Wal-qa'il, ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, awfu bil-uqood. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله صلى الله وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما ألا فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكما ورد في الرواية وكل ضلالة في النار ألا فاتقوا الله عباد الله وصوموا لرؤيته وأفطروا لرؤيته لعلكم تتقون All praises belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we praise him and we seek his assistance and guidance and we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil of ourselves and the adverse consequences of our deeds. We testify that whomsoever Allah guides, none can misguide and whomsoever he misguides, then none can guide. And we request praises and blessings upon the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I bear witness that there's no one worthy of worship besides one Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his messenger. My dearest brothers and sisters in Islam, congratulations. Congratulations for receiving the month of Ramadan, a month of countless blessings. Congratulations. Congratulations for receiving the day of Jumu'ah, the best day of the week. And the day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for many of us, chose to be the first day of the best month of the year, the month of Ramadan. La ilaha illallah. Congratulations, because indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent upon us all blessings beyond our ability to comprehend. Allahumma lakal hamd, hamdan kathiran, tayyiban, mubarakan fih, kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yardha. Allahumma lakal hamd, kama yambaghi lijalali wajhik, wa azimi sultanik, lakal hamd hatta tarda, walakal hamd idha radit, walakal hamd ba'da rida. We began today's lecture praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we continue praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the best of praises that we know for indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the owner of all praises and the most deserving of our praise and indeed he is Al-Hamid subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters in Islam, we every Friday alhamdulillah have been blessed to walk through the pages that depict moments from the life of our messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us with him in Jannah. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Today, brothers and sisters in Islam, 
And based on the ayat that I opened today's lecture with, no doubt the topic has to be about wafa and the concept of wafa. A concept which the scholars of, of Islam, rahmatullahi alayhim, they have described as a quality with regards to fulfilling our promises and fulfilling our obligations and the quality of giving everything and everyone their due. Now I've brought together in describing what wafa is different definitions from different scholars of Islam because even though their definitions are different, these definitions do not contradict each other, rather they complement each other and teach us the different meanings of wafa and the different elements that the quality of al-wafa actually entails. Let me repeat, al-wafa refers to us being diligent with our agreements, that we fulfill all our promises, we fulfill all our agreements, but it also refers to giving everything its haq, its right, its due. It refers to recognizing the merits of others upon us, both systems as well as individuals. And when we traverse through moments with the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam SubhanAllah, we see his life full of this brothers and sisters in Islam. His life was full of this. If we look at his relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, it was full of wafa. We know that he would stand the nights until his feet would swell. And when his wife Aisha radiallahu anha would say to him, O oh, Messenger of Allah, to this extent, it's as if she's saying to him, to this extent, to the extent where, subhanAllah, your body is actually uh, starting to change. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would reply to her and say, Afala akunu abdan shakura? Should I not be a thankful, grateful slave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He revealed to me the best revelation. I mean, these are from the blessings, right? He, he, what he said to Aisha radiallahu anha was that should I not be a thankful slave? Why shouldn't he be a thankful slave, subhanallah, when he received the greatest blessing, the Qur'an? He was chosen by Allah to be not just a prophet, and not just a messenger, and not just from the ulul azmi min al-rusul, the prophets of absolute uh, uh, resolve, and not from, from, from the khalils, because we know there's two khalils, Ibrahim alayhi salam and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But subhanallah, Allah raised him to the highest point, even above the status and station of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And we know how great Ibrahim alayhi salam is. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him the best of all prophets and messengers and the final messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah allowed him into a space during the mi'raj that even Jibreel alayhi salam could not go into. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. He says, Allah has given me all this. And if we read through Surah Al-Duha and Surah Al-Sharah, Subhanallah, in the last juz of the Qur'an, we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlighting for His Messenger all the amazing gifts, all the amazing uh, presence and blessings and virtues that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has showered upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Should he not be a thankful slave? He was, he was a, a person of fulfillment in his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was a man of fulfillment as well with the tasks that were given to him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Look at his da'wah to the non-Muslims. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed him to call them to Islam, he didn't delay, he didn't question, he didn't seek 
uh, a postponement of the task and so on and so forth. We know he was unlettered, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He immediately got up and called people to tawheed. He was harmed by them. It didn't serve him of his way, of his mission. He didn't go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and complain. He didn't go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and request a change. He was a person of fulfillment in terms of the task at hand, in terms of the role that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him, in terms of the mission that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set him upon. Every step of the way, he wanted to make sure that before he closed that chapter, he could stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and present that chapter to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And previously, in our moments with the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we discussed subhanallah how how hard he was on himself, how sad he would become with regards to the Quraysh and their animosity towards him. And we mention how Allah says in Surah Al-Kahf, فَلَعَلَّكَ بَاخِعٌ نَفْسَكَ عَلَىٰ آثَارِهِمْ إِن لَمْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ أَسَفَةً that will you, subhanAllah, uh, cause your, your life to be harmed, your health to be, to be harmed? Will, you know, will you behave in a way that will cause harm to overtake you? We know how difficult stress is, brothers and sisters in Islam. It's a silent cancer and it's a silent killer. It causes organs to shut down. Allah says, are you going to cause harm to yourself because of the stress that you feel? Where did the stress come from? From himself, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because he was a man of fulfillment. He was a man that gave everything of himself with everything that he agreed to do. And he agreed to take this message of Islam to them, to these people who loved him moments ago before he invited them towards one Allah and called them towards leaving their false gods. And when they turned against him, he didn't make excuses for himself to allow him to do less. Rather, he was hard on himself and he pushed himself وسلم, to do more. He never ever pointed fingers at them. He considered his application in terms of his da'wah towards them to have some issues. And he was always trying to fix and he was trying to adapt and he was trying to change. Allah is teaching his Nabi وسلم, that it's not you, O Messenger. Subhanallah. Allah is witnessing the wafa. This this, this quality of fulfillment from his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and teaching him and nurturing him and guiding him that it's not you, O messenger, it's them. In the tasks that he had, he was a person of fulfillment. Even with his enemies, he was a man of fulfillment. After the battle of Badr, when the Quraysh were captured, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam advised the Sahaba to be diligent with the captives, to make sure that they're not hungry, to to such an extent that the Sahaba understood that if we have less, we should prefer the prisoner over us, subhanAllah. They shouldn't go hungry whilst we remain full. La ilaha illallah. Even towards his prisoners, he sallallahu alayhi wasallam was a man of fulfillment, was a man of wafa. Hudayfat ibn al-Yaman, subhanAllah, he was coming to Medina and the Quraysh got hold of him. And they said, you want to join Muhammad to fight us? And he says, no, I only intend to go to Medina. They let him go with an agreement that he will never ever support the Prophet ﷺ against them. When he gets to Medina, he tells this to the Prophet ﷺ, that this is what happened, subhanAllah. And this is the agreement I had to make to allow myself to be released. What should I do, O Messenger of Allah? The Prophet ﷺ said, fulfill your agreement and fulfill your promises. This is important, brothers and sisters in Islam, because this agreement wasn't with the Prophet ﷺ, it was with the Quraysh. 
and they were an enemy against the Prophet And no doubt the Prophet needed all the help that he could get. But he commanded the Sahabi, his companion Hudayfa, to look after his agreement with the Quraysh. He was a man of fulfillment upon his agreements. And we see this throughout. A few weeks ago we discussed the Treaty of Hudaybiyyah, subhanAllah which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a precursor for the opening of the entire Makkah, even though the conditions in this treaty look to favor the Quraysh and go against the believers. What do we see? Subhanallah, we see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa fulfilling his agreements. Remember we said that Suhail, the representative of the Quraysh, he came with these strict guidelines, strict conditions. He was negotiating in a very strong way. And then when the agreement was signed and his own son Abu Jandal presents himself to the Prophet and the, the Prophet and the Sahaba, they can see the torture that this, this companion of the Prophet was going through because he was, he was locked up in Mecca and he's begging for the Muslims to take him back to Medina. The Prophet tells him, be patient for we have an agreement. And the agreement is no one can come to us without the permission of their father their guardian. Remain patient. And the Prophet ﷺ left him behind. Subhanallah. He didn't forsake him. He made dua for him. And no doubt, given the nature of the Prophet ﷺ, he continued to make dua for him. And we know that Allah showered upon him a great opening. But at that moment, he told him, be patient. Be a person of fulfillment. This is the reality of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. That we fulfill our promises. We look after our agreements and we give everything it's due to the best of our ability. We don't take anything away from anyone, even in the form of recognizing other people's merits towards us, brothers and sisters in Islam. Sometimes people do things for us, then they change. They change. But even if they change as a believer, as someone who wants to walk the footsteps of the Prophet and this month of Ramadan is a month of change and transformation. People do things towards us. We shouldn't allow what they do towards us to make us forget the good that they did towards us and to say thank you and recognize them, subhanAllah, for the good that they did to us or for the means that, uh, that they were for us with the permission of Allah in the past. Even if they become our worst enemy today and work against us and do everything against us, right? And speak about us in circles and try and cause our names to our names to become blemished. We should be people of fulfillment. Al-Wafa. Don't forget their good. Don't allow the mistakes now to delete the good established in the past. And let's face it, brothers and sisters in Islam, we would not love for anyone to do that with us. Now Abu Bakr was an amazing companion. And he did nothing against the Prophet ﷺ. But just to highlight this concept of fulfillment and how the Prophet and how Al-Wafa refers to you not forgetting the honor of people. The honor of people and an honor that they have because of their character towards you. Look at the Prophet ﷺ with Abu Bakr. When the Quraysh asked him, O Messenger of Allah, who is the most beloved to you? He said, Aisha. Then they said, No, from the men. He said, Abu Bakr, his companion during Hijrah. The man who believed in him without question. The man who spent his wealth to save and aid Islam right at the beginning. The man who took a beating and was made unconscious, subhanAllah, for his defense of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And when people feared he was going to die from them, his own mother, when he opens his eyes and they, everyone is relieved to see him awake and alive, the first thing he asks is, don't ask me any questions besides answering me or don't say anything don't because they were asking him how are you and how do you feel because i don't want to answer any questions i just want you to tell me 
How is the messenger of Allah? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said from the men, Abu Bakr. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam always fulfilled the honor deserved by the muhajirun to the extent, subhanallah. I mean, look at uh, the story of, of Hatib ibn Abi Balta, subhanallah, when the Muslims were setting out from, Mecca, from Medina to Mecca in stealth to capture Mecca because the Quraysh had broken the agreements, the agreement in, in, during uh, Hudaybiyah. And Hatib, due to oversight, he didn't think about it properly, he sent a secret messenger to Mecca so that his wealth could be protected when um, uh, the, the Muslims come and take over Mecca. Not that he, was, he feared that the Muslims were going to usurp his wealth or disturb uh, his, whatever he had in Mecca in terms of, 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 of people and in terms of wealth. It wasn't that. But he just wanted to carry out due diligence, get things put into place. He didn't think that by me doing this, I'm going to leak information to the Quraysh. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed him. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam immediately uh, called Hatib and resolved the situation and the person that was heading to Mecca was brought back. And Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu in this matter was very angry and he said, Oh Prophet of Allah, this person, this person has betrayed us. Allow me to strike his neck with my sword. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, No. He was part and parcel of the battle of Badr. He fought with us. He fought with us, subhanallah. And perhaps Allah looked down at the people of Badr and forgave their mistakes. This is fulfillment, brothers and sisters in Islam. What Hatib did was major. But look how the Prophet ﷺ thinks and how he's teaching us to think. But don't forget the good matters. Look how he was with Hamza. Subhanallah. Wallahi, the examples are plenty. It's, there's just so many. He's just an amazing man. When Hamza passed away, the Prophet used to go to Uhud where he was buried. Subhanallah. And when Wahshi, his killer, accepted Islam, the Prophet ﷺ sat him down and accepted Wahshi's Islam, subhanAllah. This is, a, this is again wafa. How the Prophet ﷺ was a man of fulfillment with regards to his task. He didn't tell Wahshi, I'm not going to accept your Islam because you killed Hamza, a beloved person to me, a beloved uncle to me. And what you did with him hurt me severely. You disfigured him, this hurt me badly. I'm not going to accept your Islam. Because if I accept your Islam, you're going to be in Jannah with Hamza. No, the Prophet ﷺ didn't do that. He accepted his, his Islam immediately. He didn't even pause for a moment. Subhanallah. Can you imagine? He ﷺ was a human being, brothers and sisters in Islam. Just like you and I are human beings. Yes, he was aided in terms of the da'wah, in terms of revelation, in terms of, 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 of passing on the message. He was aided, no doubt. But he was a human being. He would feel like we feel. He didn't pause for a moment. Because he wasn't calling to Muhammad, he was calling to the truth. And the truth is, I'm here to take as many as I can to paradise. Why would I reject this man's sincere desire to become a Muslim? Am I a slave of Muhammad? Or am I a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And this is what Allah loves, for us to fulfill our obligations, our promises to give everyone their due, to give everyone their haq, to give everyone their rights. He accepts Wahshi's Islam immediately. And then he tells Wahshi, tell me how you killed my uncle. And Wahshi describes it and the Prophet says, stay away from me because no doubt seeing you makes me sad because I remember my uncle. So stay at the back, stay away. But he accepted his Islam. Subhanallah. He was a man of fulfillment with regards to his uncle, Hamza. 
radiallahu anhu. Never forgetting what Hamza did for Islam from very early on. Khadija radiallahu anha, la ilaha illallah. How was the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a man of fulfillment with her? That he never ever forgot her. And when Aisha radiallahu anha spoke in a slightly negative way about Khadija, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, never. She believed in me when nobody did and supported me with herself and her wealth when nobody did. Without question, she has an honor that no one can attain, subhanallah. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was a man of fulfillment during her life and after she passed away. For the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to be kind to her friends, the friends of Khadija. Those that Khadija radiallahu anha used to love. Subhanallah, wafa. What a beautiful quality, brothers and sisters in Islam. Memorize this word, al-wafa. Al-wafa, al-wafa. Take from the moments of the life of your messenger and internalize those moments and make it part and parcel of who you are. And there's no better month for us to seek this transformation, to become people of fulfillment with regards to our agreements, with regards to our written contracts, with regards to other people and systems. Everything around us, we give it its haqq. Everything around us, we give it its haqq, irrespective of these things around us, towards us. Now, we never forget the past. It's not that we are naive. This is not a call. Wafa doesn't mean you should be naive. But wafa means you should be a person of diligence. And diligence is putting everything in its place. This is the message for today, my dearest brothers and sisters in Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with an amazing Ramadan. Ameen. Make us from amongst those who stood the nights and fasted its days. To the best of our abilities, I know everything is under lockdown and we've discussed this before. There's no need to be sad. All we need to do is adapt. Alhamdulillah, the chance to be forgiven for standing the nights are still there for us. The chance of gaining Laylatul Qadr is still there for us. The chance of being freed from the hellfire is still there for us. Alhamdulillah, our prizes, our opportunities are intact. All we need to do is adapt. We're going to go about receiving our prizes in a different way. No problem. This is from the Sunnah. The Sunnah is for us to stay calm and adapt. Right? So it's going to be a different Ramadan, but we still ask Allah to make us from amongst those who are forgiven for standing the nights and fasting the days. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the rewards of Laylatul Qadr. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the rewards of being freed from the hellfire. We ask Allah to make this our best month and to reward us with double the rewards of any other Ramadan that we received. Why? Because we ask Allah to reward us for everything we used to do during our normal Ramadans, which we can't do this year, and to reward us for the things we're going to do by ourselves because of the unique nature of Ramadan this year. Amin Ya Rabbil Alameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us a people of the Sunnah and make us far away from Bid'ah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless our hearts and our souls with the concept of wafa, to put the Sharia and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before our desires before our whims and fancies to make us a people that put what pleases Allah before what pleases ourselves to make us a people that live with other people in a way whereby we don't look at what they did for us before we do something for them but rather we look at what pleases Allah before we do something for others Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen Hada Wallahu A'lam I love you all for the sake of Allah and Allah knows best until next time Salamullahi Alaikum ورحمته وبركاته وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله 
وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد ما ذكره الذاكرون الأبرار وصل على نبينا محمد ما تعاقب الليل والنهار وصل على نبينا محمد وعلى المهاجرين والأنصار وسلم تسليما مجيدا This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.